Activated. This is Fanny from Fea, and you're listening to Inside the Man Cave Podcast Show with Johnny Campion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a treat for you guys. I got a really, really nice treat for you guys. I've been in hiding because I've uh, been on the move. I've been on the move doing things. And I know that I haven't been so um, social media friendly lately because I haven't been on. I've, I've cut some videos kind of teasing what I'm going to be talking about now. And I got a lot of stuff planned in the next couple days. But I wanted to come and catch up with you guys because I was in Austin for a very, very special show. And that had to do with the band Pearl Jam, one of my favorite groups that I've followed for years. And uh, it, it's, it was so cool to be a part of because this was a very intimate, small little tour. And when they announced it, I'm like, there's no way in hell that I'm going to be able to get tickets. And guess what? I was able to get some tickets to get in and watch this sold-out show in Austin at the Moody Center. And that place, it was my first time there. I love that place. It's a great venue. I mean, you can fit that place in the back pocket of the, of the Frost Bank Center, which was formerly the AT&T Center. And, you know... If you're a local here in San Antonio, you already know all about it. You don't care, but if you're from Austin or if you're from Dallas or you're from wherever else, uh, they recently sold the rights, the naming rights, to the AT&T Center, which now is the Frostbank Center. And uh, it's, it's cool, whatever, whatever. It doesn't really care. I don't really like the place. I don't like the area that it's in, so it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, right? Anyway, back to my point. Uh, yeah, you can fit the Moody Center in the back pocket of the Frostbank Center. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, going into this, it, I was so excited, you know, leading up to this show because I hadn't been to a show in a while. And, you know, f for a show like this, this is all you're looking forward to. You're listening to the music. You're listening to Pearl Jam and uh you know you make your you revolve your world around this show you're about to see cuz you're excited i'm a i'm a fan i'm a fanatic just like a sports fanatic i'm a concert uh music fanatic right so when i i had the opportunity i said you know what fuck it i'm going to jump on it i'm getting the tickets i'm uh, we're going and um you know just leading up the it was on a monday night it was a week last from it was a week ago and uh just leading up to it, just everything leading up to this show was awesome i love going to austin i loved working in austin i have good friends in austin i love the place no matter what no no matter if san antonio doesn't like austin if austin doesn't like san antonio they got better tacos we got better uh, i don't care about any of that all I know is that I am love with their I'm in love with their music scene. Their music scene is like it's at another level. There's a friend of mine who is a DJ at KLBJ at MS, which was the company of KLBJ FM and KLBJ the news station. 
So we would cross paths all the time. We talked music. I, I knew of L.A. Lloyd when he was here. He was the PD here in San Antonio for the rock station here in San Antonio. But I had never met him before. Very cool dude. Very down to earth. Uh, he, I, I love guys like that because they know their music. This guy has been around the scene. He's got, I'm, I'm sure he's got so many cool stories. He does a, a countdown in Austin. Check it out if you can. And he has some great musician, friends, guests, because he gets around. The guy knows his stuff. Anyway, watching, I follow him still on social media. We're friends on social media. So every time he posts something, he saw Sting one night. The next night was Pearl Jam. The next night was... Uh, Nickelback with uh, Candlebox, and the next night was this, and oh man, there's so much variety and greatness of music passing through Austin, and I'm so envious of that because at one point that was going on here in San Antonio, but not anymore. So now we have to travel a little bit up north to to get some good shows. I know a lot of people that are doing that. You know, they they're heading to Austin for. For concerts, because, you know, there was a concert last night at the Alamo Dome, which that, that was a, a major announcement, and it was pink. And I'm like, okay, didn't we just have that at ACL like a year or two ago? What's so new about that and big? But you know what? They sold a, a good amount of tickets here in San Antonio, and people attended, and people enjoyed it. Good for them. And tonight, they got Guns N' Roses. Uh, which I'm not a huge fan of. I, I love Guns N' Roses. I've seen them plenty of times. It's just like, you know, when a band kind of loses that that edge, and I think that that's what happened to GNR, and it, it has a, a lot to do with Axl Rose. And, and the lead vocals uh, have a lot to do with it because that's who's leading this group. And you, you listen, when you listen to a song on your MP3 player or your... You're streaming it or however on your vinyl or your CD or your cassettes because cassettes are back. You tend to be like, man, I'm used to hearing the song this way, right? And that's what I get used to. I, I get used to hearing the music the way it comes out of my speakers. So when I hear Axel struggling, and, and that's his style, I guess. Um, but it's not for me. I, I do not, I do not, first of all, I would not ever, 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 ever again attend, and I would never go inside the Alamo Dome. I worked an event a few weeks ago for UTSA, but I was outside. I was working for a band, and we set up outside the dome. So, um, you know, I will not go inside. Even if you gave me free front row tickets, I would just give them away to somebody. Here, you enjoy it. Because I've, I've been down that road, and there's no way that I would waste my time watching that band. I love Duff McKagan. I love Slash. Slash does some great stuff with his solo stuff with Miles Kennedy. And Duff McKagan, I've seen him in Austin. Did, all, did Duff come to San Antonio? No. Nobody comes to San Antonio. Pink. Uh, Becky G, whoever that is, um, Bad Bunny, which uh, down the road, I'm sure they've had Bad Bunny. I'm sure that they're, they're going to get Travis Scott. They're getting Kiss. They're getting all kinds of stuff down there. Every day, the Moody Center, which is a great venue on the UT campus, is an awesome place. 
Wow. And I, I mean, and to put a show like this, an intimate show that seats 15 plus, to put a band like Pearl Jam, and I talked to a lot of people because I'm one of those type of people that will go to a show and I will conversate with people at, a, at the merch line or anywhere that I get a chance. If I'm getting a beer or something to eat, uh, I'll definitely spark up a conversation because I want to know what's going through your mind and your brain leading up this. How are you, you know, what, how do you know Pearl Jam? Do you know, did you follow the band? When did you start following them? I, I'm just that type of person because I like to know about stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, people there, and just like NFL teams, I mean, over the weekend, the Raiders played in Vegas at home, and half the stadium, I mean, the the stadium there was filled with Steeler fans. They travel well, and that's what happens in rock and roll. Pearl Jam fans travel. They travel to see that band because, look, they only played a select amount of shows they played Chicago. They canceled Indianapolis, and then they played Austin, um, and I think it's St. Paul as well. Um, yeah, but the uh, it, it's great to see that this band brings fans from all over the world. You know, you see shirts, classic shirts from back in the day, and you see sh- shirts from multiple cities countries people follow this place was sold out this place was sold out and it was it was a treat it was a big treat to see that and i was in the merch line and i was talking to this couple that they had just gotten there and they were looking for the uh the artist shirt that had sold out within minutes they put out you know how pearl jam is with their merch they're very limited with their stuff for every every city they play so an artist came up with a cool rendering of a poster, and which I have on my wall here, and uh, a shirt. That shirt flew, and that this guy's uh, girlfriend wanted that shirt, and I was like, ah, they they sold out. I think all they have is small, like up in the front. And there was another couple in the front, so we started talking, and I was like, who's gonna open up? And the 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 lady is like. The young lady, she's like, it's a band called Inhaler. And I was like, Inhaler? She's like, yeah. She's like, you don't know who that is? I've never heard of them. She goes, they're good. You, you, you got to check them out. And I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, they're an Irish band. It's like, Irish band? It's like, yeah. She goes, it's Bono's son. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on a minute. What did you just say? Bono from U2? Yes. The band, that's the band I was playing for you coming into this podcast. And you're going to hear a lot of Inhaler on my podcast because I'm a huge fan now. It was a treat for openers, man. I was like locked in from the opening to the end of the set.
And when I heard Elijah sing, I was like, whoa. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a huge U2 fan. I'm about to go see U2 in a few months at the Spear in, in Las Vegas. So I'm listening. I've been a U2 fan for ages. So I listened to this young man sing. They come up. They're rock stars. They all walk up, get in there. They're, they're, they get their instruments. They get ready, and they start playing. And then I'm like, wow, this is very cool. It sounded good. I'm like, wow, this sounds great. And the, the kid starts to sing. And I'm like, whoa, this guy sounds like his dad. one of Bono's kids very very interesting because I'm like wow he's such a natural he's young uh this band was was formed in 2012 and um he's the lead vocalist in the uh, rhythm guitars and the band sounds so sharp the band sounds so sharp uh Really cool style. Like I let you guys listen to it earlier. And I'll give you guys another little snippet of that. And, uh, uh, you know, just listening to him, I'm like, wow, this sounds like the vocals sound like you too. And I was thinking to myself, because that's the type of person I'm like, I wonder if his father had any kind of influences on his music. And I, as I look, did my research for this band, Elijah did an interview with GQ, and he says that his father wasn't really down for what he was doing with music. He wanted him to go to college and finish his education, and he's like, I'm not all about that. I felt something, and I wanted to pursue it. And after he heard the whole production of what his son had put together his dad's like okay we're fine with it listen to this kid Isn't that incredible? That is Bono's son. I don't know. It just made the night a lot better for me because I'm like, wow, this is great. I'm a huge YouTube fan, of course. And I praise Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedder and the guys for allowing this to, to go down. 
and bringing these kids along because they know talent when they see it and hear it. And this is the results. People are loving it. And this wasn't the first time they've played in Austin. I think they did some shows at South by Southwest. And um, after they played last week in Austin, they played some shows in Vegas, which uh, Bono and the crew are rehearsing right now for their show that's going to debut on Friday at the Sphere, which I, I don't want to see. It's like a spoiler alert. I've seen the videos. I've seen everything about the Sphere. And I'm sure that he went to visit his dad to go check out the venue and be like, hey, dad, um, we want to come see the Sphere. We come to see the show. I don't know. It's very interesting. I'm so happy that, and that's that's how music, it all kind of comes together. I mean, you see it with the Foo Fighters. When they lost their drummer, the son came up, Taylor Hawkins' son came up and played drums with the Foo Fighters. And to me, that was so like strong, such a strong statement, because that's his son. He watched his dad. They showed video of him playing drums and you know, kind of playing air drums, watching his father play in front of huge crowds every night. You see um, Wolfgang Van Halen doing his thing, putting the whole band together, recording everything on his own in 5150 Studios. I can go on and on. The guys from those Lonely Boys, they have every one of their kids playing. <laughs> it's it, it's so great because we need that. You know, we need kids to keep playing music and instruments and kind of doing that thing because it's, it's very important to keep that going. Because these guys, Eddie Vedder, Bono, The Edge, you know... The, we're not we're all not all going to be here forever it's it's time to pass the torch on to these kids and you know it's it's a wonderful thing to see when you hear talent because that's what i have a mu- i have a year for good music and i'm sure you do as well but that's all i do is i listen to music i critique it you know i eat sleep and drink music um so that's one of my new bands right there. That is one of my favorite new bands is Inhaler. So if you get a chance, uh, check these guys out. You know, um, it, it's crazy, you know, that this kid sounds so much like his father. If you, if you go through the album and... Um, He's, he mentions, he did an interview with GQ, and he said, at the beginning, they, were, they weren't really, uh, I mean, they wanted me to go to college, you know, like all the other parents. I think I just, I just saw it, and I loved it, and that's when we were good. He's talking about how, you know, when the, the, they said, hey, man, hey, dad, mom, we got a band. We want to play. We, check it out. They're like, no, we want you to go to the best college in the United States they can afford that and they're like no dad i'm not gonna take my leather jacket off i mean the kid played the part everything he's got leather the hair everything um so yeah it's so great 
uh, and he talks about how it was strange, and he admits it's being it was strange, kind of being a part of how his life has been because he grew up, you know, Bono's son. He talks about it. Um, he says it was just completely uh, separate to the family life for me. It's kind of strange, just just a strange spectacle. But it it is all I've ever known. He explains I felt normal. It felt normal. I think now experiencing a band through the way it is very, very interesting for me and a lot of more fun. And I'm like, dude, Bono's your dad. You are Bono. <laughs> he is like mini Bono. Yeah. Basically, he's saying it just came natural to me. It came natural to me, and this is what I felt, and I wanted to let this out. I wanted to let it all like this, and this is the result of it. And man, that they do a great job. Very well composed. The music is good. Uh, very catchy tunes. Check it out. Check it out. Um, um, I think when you hear it, at first you'll be like, ah, oh, this is not my style, but you got to give it a chance. You know, you got to give it a chance um, because all, all they're looking for, I, I, you know, the cool thing is, is that they're not going around and saying, hey, my dad is, is Bono, this and that. People are, are recently just finding out about it. They've been under the radar. And his, I'm sure his dad is like, do, do what you want to do. If you need any help, or we, we got you. We got everything that we need. Um, just like the Metallica guys. Like Lars's son plays. Uh, Trujillo's sons play. Hadfield's kids play. I don't know if, if, uh, if Kirk Hammett has kids, but it's like, man, you can form another Metallica. I, I love that. I love the fact that these kids are branching out in the right way. And yeah, you know, there's been criticisms about uh, Scott Whalen's son when he came out and had his own band and, and people were kind of concerned about him because, you know, his dad, the lifestyle, his dad, and then, you know, his dad, you know, we lost him a few years back. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's a concern. Rock and roll can be very, very hardcore and, and bad for for some people can't handle it it's too much right but that you know i'm so glad this is a great great story and everything around it seems good and it feels good listen to that band inhaler tell me what you think uh x at me at johnny compion and tell me what you think of inhaler you can follow them on x on uh on IG and Facebook and wherever you get your socials. But, man, that was such a great night. Um, so look out for those guys. But it was leading up to something great, right? It was leading up to something great. Uh, I, w I know I was excited for this. And, you know, the way it went down, I, I was so happy because... Like I told you guys, I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan, and um, just just listening to that band, you know, it always 
that band always gets gets to me because of what Eddie Vedder writes. He writes some great music, very catchy, uh, and I was so happy to be there. Hey, this is Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. Hi, this is Stone from Pearl Jam. This is Inside the Mannequin. The most powerful force on the planet. Radioactive. I was so happy to be at the show. You know, the way the show started, it was very, it was like MTV. They paid, they paid homage to MTV Unplugged, and they came out and did four songs. Uh, everybody was sitting on a chair, and they did, they, they, they put on the show. Uh, that song there um uh, got me kind of emotional because that song um, the late morning that I lost my father I got back into my car and was heading home and when I turned the radio on that's the first song that came on and I couldn't stop bawling and it and it just kind of like I created a video, uh, and I put that song in tribute to my father, and that's the song that Pearl Jam came out to, and I I had a tear come out of my my eyes, just one tear, <laughs> because you know you're at a show and it, it just like man, it was just so powerful. Um. But I was so glad that I was there. You know, Pearl Jam played 50 songs and two shows. They played Monday and Tuesday. Monday was, the set wasn't as long as the, that Tuesday show, but uh, it was incredible. You know, um, they opened up and that Monday night. They opened up with "Nothing Man," uh, "Elderly Woman Behind the Counter," in a small town. Uh, it, it, they did some really good songs, um, and they did the classics too. They did "Even Flow," 
um, G- Given a Fly was very energetic. It's one of my favorite songs from Pearl Jam. And they did Porch. Uh, and on the encore was Wishless, Smile, uh, Whipping, Do the Evolution, uh, Alive. And they did the Who cover. Um but man, it, it was incredible to just be in a room, such a small room. And when somebody that I had talked to there at the show was like, because I said, yeah, I'd seen him at ACL. And and the guy's like, well, you haven't seen a Pearl Jam. You know, he says Pearl Jam talks about their best shows are intimate, small little arenas instead of stadiums and, you know, you know, uh, festivals. And I, I believe that it, it, and it showed it was so intimate, quiet at some points. And the band had, um, the band, uh, ran into some issues in Indianapolis where they had to cancel show. They got the flu and COVID. Um, and and Matt Cameron had COVID. He's the one that came out, and they had somebody sit in Fort Worth. I was so happy because I'd seen some rumblings on X about, hey, if if uh, Cameron is not playing drums, please cancel the show in Austin. I'm like, no, dude, it's okay. Yeah, it's a drummer. It's not Eddie Vedder. I get Matt Cameron is is the backbone of this band, but. Eddie mentioned that he's the one driving the whole thing, and I, I believe it. Uh, Cameron is, is such a pro, man. He's done work with Soundgarden. He is so sharp. He sounds good. Watching him play, it was just incredible. You know, I was so glad he was back. He got his energy back. I mean, if you got COVID before, you know how much it is, how hard it is on your body, and just your, your energy level. And in playing drums for that long, um, I'm sure it takes a toll on but the guy was right on it. He was right on it. He looked good. He was ready. Uh, the whole band, the whole band looked sharp. Uh, Eddie was fighting the flu. You can tell a little bit in his voice, but not too much because he still was kind of doing his thing. He still was Eddie Vedder. And it had been mentioned about, you can tell when Eddie is not himself because he will not have a bottle of wine with them. And he had the bottle of wine on Monday night. It was a Monday night. He had a bottle of wine. He's feeling good. He's talking to the crowd. He had friends in the crowd. Uh, everybody had their family members, their wives there except him. And he talked about how it was his anniversary. And, you know, he seemed kind of sad about it. And I kind of, my heart went out to the dude. I'm like, Wow. Um, but he's like, I'll be home in two days. And you know, that, that's cool. You know, that, that is awesome that he shared that with the the crowd. Uh, and, and Stone Gossard, Jeff, Almond, these guys, man, <laughs> they don't back off. They are right on it. I mean, they are so energetic. Um, it was incredible. It was incredible to watch that, uh, to be a witness to it. Because, I mean, 
how many times can you say that Pearl Jam is in your backyard for two nights in a row? You can't. It's very special, right? Uh, and they, they played songs that they hadn't played in years, which was awesome for me because uh, in my tree, they, he said they hadn't played that. They've only played that like twice or whatever. And they sounded good. Pro Jam sounds good. The bass player is my favorite. He's so good. Jeff is so good. Um, I don't know. I'm so happy. I, this is this is. I think this is the best show I've seen all year. Yes, I'm gonna say it. I think Pearl Jam is one of the best bands around right now. And you, you're gonna fight me and say, "Oh, what about Metallica? What about this? What about that?" I'm sorry, man. Pearl Jam is a hell of a fucking group. And they proved it. They fucking proved it. You know, nothing stood in front of that band. They came out and fucking did what they were supposed to do. They played music. Made you feel good. And it and it made you feel like you were a part of it. That's That's the thing there that. I took away from it. I left there and I had a fucking smile all the way home going, God damn, I can't believe I just saw what I saw and I heard what I heard. And I, I want to fucking be Eddie Vedder. That's how cool he is. That's how cool Eddie Vedder is. I wish I could spend a few minutes with Eddie and just talk to him. I, I, it didn't have to be about music. He loves sports. He loves his baseball. Um, it was cool watching him. I was kind of close to the stage, and I he walks off, and he's got his notepad with him. Uh, everywhere he went, he had his notepad, and I was like, wow, what does he have in there, right? Uh, very interesting, very interesting. Um, and... He was throwing tambourines everywhere. Everybody was getting a tambourine. <laughs> He's like, throw them at me. He kept telling his, his, his guy on the side, give me more, give me more. He's chunking them everywhere. People were fighting for these things. Um, uh, it, it's, I don't know. I, I saw on, on social media, I, I think I saw one person in my friend list that went to see them. And I'm like, hey, you got good taste. You got good taste. And, you know, people that get maybe couldn't afford it or maybe it's a school night and you're like, I can't go. Um, yeah. But you know what? That's why I'm here. I'm here to represent the Pearl Jam fans. Thank you, Pearl Jam fans, for getting me. I went in to Pearl Jam with 89 89 subscribers, right? And I posted some videos because I was like, I'm going to post what I can because I didn't have any internet. So I was trying to do the best I could, and I tried to live stream a little bit. So you can go to my page, Inside the Man Cave Podcast Show with Johnny Compion. Go check out some of the live video that I posted on there and some of the short videos I posted. Um, and I ended up getting my over 100 uh, subscribers. I'm over 100. Thank you, Pearl Jam fans. It's the Pearl Jam fans. Right now, I'm at 103. Thank you. 
and I said that I was going to give something away when I hit a hundred, and I and I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to come up with something. I'm going to share something with you guys. I'll give something away, and um, I'll, I'll I'll bring something up. My next podcast, I will do a small little promo promoting what I'm going to give away, and everybody's going to have an opportunity to be a part of this. So, uh, the next goal is 500. We hit 500. And I'm going to give something bigger away than I am this time. I hit a thousand. I'm going to give away a pair of Air Jordans or Yeezys or Travis Scotts. I don't know what I got. I'm going to give away a pair of shoes when I hit a thousand subscribers. So pay attention. Lock it in right now. Lock in. Be the sub. Things will change later on because the more subs I get, the more things will change up. But for right now, I'm going to freeform it and let everybody in. Everybody come on in, gather around, and just enjoy what I give to you guys when I can. So back to this Pearl Jam show. Yeah, you know, Eddie Vedder will get political. And a lot of people do not. People do not like to get political. It happened last night at the pink at the pink concert. Some guy was sitting in the second row, I guess, and he's putting his phone out and he's trying to show. Pink is sitting there with a guitar player, and he shows um, he's showing her some some sign, and she's trying to read it, going, "What?" She goes, "Dude, really? You spent all that money to sit on that that seat?" He goes, "I would have bought me a Prado or something." a Prada bag, he's like, you're trying to protest circumcisions. <laughs> and the guy was going off, and she ended up saying, just get the fuck out of here. Just go. People don't like it. People do not like getting political at their shows. You pay a lot of money, and people don't like it. But when Eddie Vedder speaks, people listen. And you know that this state is a red state. And, he, and Eddie Vedder talked about having family. His sister lives in Austin. And there's another bandmate. I don't know if it's Stone or uh, I don't know who it is or Jeff. I don't know who it is, but he Eddie opened up uh, with a plea following. Uh, he's going political on Monday, uh, imploring Texans to change our abortion laws. You know, before he played that wish list song, and he talked about, you know. You know, and he's right in a lot of ways, but we do not want to open up too much because then we'll get canceled. They'll be like, uh, you know what? Yeah. yeah, so a guy with his stature and his uh fandom, I mean I mean his uh his yeah, he's so popular that people are not gonna cancel Eddie Vedder, right? He's got the star power. So when he talks about that, he talks about the governor. Some people are like, I'm leaving, fuck this. I'm putting my Bud Light away. I'm getting the hell out of here. And a lot of people are like, they cheered it on. And I think he was directing it because he's talking about our beautiful state of Texas. He's like, man, you don't want to push everybody out of this state. And he's right. He's right. So it was good to see that. Uh Wish list was awesome. I, I I went in going, okay, I know I want to hear this song. I want to hear Given to Fly. I want to hear Black. I want to hear 
off he goes. I want to hear anything else that has to do. And he played Porch that night. Oh, man. It, it was. Wow. I was just so blown away. Um, but the set list for night two was amazing as well. And you know, they played Low Light. They played Black. Uh, unplugged. And Once. And Why, why Go. Daughter. Unemployable. Um, man, just so many tunes. It was awesome. Better Man, Alive, Rocking the Free World, uh, Yellow Lead Better. It, it just couldn't get any better. 50 songs in two days. If you missed out on this, I'm sorry. Yeah, you can go back and watch it on YouTube. But being there live is totally different feeling. Right? So if you miss this, I hope that I gave you a little bit of insight and um, kind of some some love because I know that people, like I said, it's a Monday night and a Tuesday night. And a lot of people couldn't make it. But I'm so glad that I was there. Um, one song that they played, they didn't play anything the same in two nights. The only one they played was Alive. They played Alive on Monday, and they played Alive Tuesday. Yeah. So, yeah, and I had put a podcast out prior to this Pearl Jam show, and I, I was I was tweeting it. Well, I was X, Xing at Pearl Jam saying, hey, remember the Alamo? Pearl Jam, remember the Alamo? Hey, we're here, South Texas. You know, go down off from Austin. You can go straight down south, and you can see us. We're right past... Um, Selma where you played the Verizon Amphitheater years ago but to no avail I tried San Antonio I tried to get Pearl Jam to come down and play in front of the Alamo for us or at the Market Square I couldn't do it I couldn't do it but you know what I'm going to keep I'm going to keep prodding them and seeing if you get some kind of reaction they're coming out with a, they're working on a new album and they're, they're going to do another big tour. They're going to come around again. They got a lot left in the tank. They sound great. They might have aged a little bit uh, from when I saw them in 92 at Lollapalooza. But <sighs> compared that to what I saw the other night, last week, they've gotten just like that bottle of wine that Eddie Vedder was drinking. It just got a lot better. Wow. 